Hey folks, and welcome to the only podcast to reach 200 episodes, uh, Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast with three friends drinking alone together, and my name is Chris. What up? It's Tud. Happy episode 200. <laughs> we missed you, Tud. Welcome back to episode 200. It's Obert. And the soundboard has returned. Triumphantly. Soundboard is back. Ready for season three. Yep. Yep. Well, the finale of season two and season three. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All one episode. <laughs> um, uh, well, guys, we, we, we've made 200 of these things. Well, almost. We're To be fair, yeah. don't, we don't, don't know jump, what's going to happen. Don't jump the gun yet. yet. It felt like we recorded 200 episodes tonight already. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is we had that? like two, 200 episodes of technical difficulties beforehand. <laughs> yeah. It's like we learned how to make a podcast from scratch today. Every, yeah, every week or just this week? <laughs> yeah, yes. Say hey, both. You know what? I did not actually, for the first time in a long time, start off with the technical problems. That'd be Chris with his camera. That's true. I mean, but if yes. it felt like we recorded 200 episodes tonight, one of them would have been Chris's computer problems, and 199 <laughs> of them would have been soundboard related. True. <laughs> true, but we did fix it. We did. Uh, We're back. I just don't want to hear about our soundboard problems, though. Um, no, they hear about it every week. They do. They do. <laughs> I want to hear. What I want to hear about is um, how was how was Buffalo? I see you survived. Oh, that's right. Yes, I did survive. So um, I feel like I need to respond to New Tud a little bit here. All I wanted, I was looking to go to one brewery, maybe two beforehand. We had about three hours to spend in Buffalo before the concert started. That, to me, is plenty of time to go to more than one brewery, especially in a, in a city that you've never been to before, and you're just taking Ubers. Um, you know, I know that I may have stressed New Tut out a little bit with with um, asking for the information, but we did have we did have the wings that she, that she recommended um, from Bar Bills, and they, they were good. Um, the flavor... Did you get Buffalo-flavored? We... No, so... That's well. Uh-oh. We, did not, we did not. We did not get buffalo flavor. We got the chipotle honey butter Cajun flavor that 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 new Tut had told us to get um, from the okay. neighbor from the neighboring town of Chipotle Honey Barbecue. <laughs> Correct. That's, that's Buffalo's rival across the lake. Yeah. And then we also got a flavor called Sicilian flavor, which was like like Caesar dressing flavored wings, and then we got lemon pepper, which okay, you know, is lemon pepper. Well, they were actually. Probably the best lemon pepper wings I think I've ever had because they actually had like a like a lemon bite to them, which most lemon pepper wings, when you get them at least around here, they have like kind of like a hint of lemon, but they're not like kind of sour. These are a little bit sour for, for wings. Um, but, you know, Chris, you did call it. I do still think that J. Tim's does a better wing, but I think it's be- I think it's the crunch. I yeah. think it's no, the crunch. No, I mean, they're the best wings I've ever had, so I'm not like surprised. Uh, same, same. But uh, but I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. And uh, <laughs> New Ted, how do you respond? <laughs> oh, no rebuttal? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. I guess because, it's because she knows. We just got to challenge her to go to Jay Timothy's and tell us that they're not the best wings that she's ever I'm, had. Right, right. I'm surprised they didn't bring her there when they were taking her across the state of Connecticut. Well, I mean, would you go to Buffalo for and have pizza, even if it was supposedly better than <laughs> Connecticut pizza? Probably not. True. That, yeah, that's true. That's true. But you have yeah. both data points. She only has the one. I and think I did if she try wants the... to respond. She's got to go try him. Right. True. And I did try the beef on Weck. Um, that was that was really good. That's an interesting sandwich. 
Because that's a French yeah. dip? I think so. I think the, the caraway <laughs> seeds and the salt make it better than a French a French dip. Because, A, the bread's not, not hard as a rock like French bread. It's, you know, like a soft, like kind of like bulky roll. But then okay. it's got salt and caraway seeds on top. Um, and then you could put uh, horseradish on there. So I got a sandwich. I ate half it with horseradish, half it without. Because I, I feel like I had to just make a judgment call of which one was better. Uh, definitely with horseradish is better. And then you dip it in the au jus. It's delicious. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did look up when I got back if I could buy Weck bread in Connecticut. You cannot. So <laughs> the only place that I know to get it is Buffalo. Uh, that was that was delicious. Okay. And then so that was the food takeaway. Yes, I'm, I wonder if I wonder if Newtown's going to be upset you didn't get buffalo wings. I mean, like how like I'm not even how do you a go buffalo to Buffalo fan. and not get buffalo wings. And I would get question. buffalo wings. Right. Yeah. Well, we did get wings. Right. And all honest, so the waitress at the place, we asked her what what wing flavor we should get outside of the Cajun butter honey flavor, and we went with her suggestions. She did not tell us to get the buffalo wings, so we we did what the locals told us to do. I, get, I can respect that. So how was the beer? Did you go to a brewery too? We did. So um, so we were we were on our way to Froth, and then we realized that you know maybe New Tud was right, and we might we were kind of running out of time or <laughs> kind of running out of time. <laughs> so we went to a brewery that was closer to the stadium, and that was um, other half's Buffalo location. Okay. So we went there, um, played some cornhole, uh, played some games because they had some arcade games. And then we then we went over to the stadium. Um, we were able to get some some local beer. Obviously, other half is not I wouldn't say local to Buffalo, but uh, at some of the bars that we had went to, you know, like Bar Bills or the bars that we went to after, they did have local Buffaloian. I don't know how that's what you say, Buffaloian, Buffaloian. They had brew. They had beer from Buffalo breweries, which I was able to try and um, good. Good. The beer was good. Beer. Um, other half has a really cool spot there. It's like right next to like a baseball stadium that some minor league team plays at, and where the Toronto Blue Jays played last year. Uh, it's like directly like smack dab downtown Buffalo. Um, it was a good twenty minutes from our hotel, and then it was like twenty minutes to the stadium where Metallica was playing. Um, and you know, in my defense, I did not do any of the planning of the hotel. That was all. I was I was kidnapped, and I went along for the ride. So, <laughs> so. You know, new Tud being all freaked out. I was just going with the flow. Well, we were just curious again. You uh, last message we heard from you is like you're like, oh, we're gonna just go get like shit our pants drunk, and then we. Uh, <laughs> it was days before we heard if uh, if you were alive. So, so I. It was days before the that chat heard I was alive. But I had texted you guys between now and between then and then, so you guys knew I was alive. But I did not go get shit your pants drunk. That was. That was uh, Kiwi's friend. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um, ben. Ben. Ben went to go get shit your pants drunk. I will say that somebody in our in our party got pretty close to shit your pants drunk. Um, <laughs> I believe that's called piss your pants drunk. <laughs> uh, so, um, you know, Nick's been on the podcast before. Everybody knows who Nick is. Uh, Nick, Nick has two kids going on three kids. And... I don't think he drinks as much as Nick thinks that he, Nick drinks because when Nick, <laughs> when Nick drinks, Nick likes to really drink. Um, and then drunk Nick doesn't really know drunk Nick's limits, so drunk Nick We've always has a there. bad time. Tale yeah. as so, old as time. So yeah. on the on the drive back the next day from Buffalo, uh, Nick did not did not do one bit of driving. 
Um, in fact, <laughs> he didn't move from the back seat of Dan's Rav Four the entire time. Didn't didn't get out to go to a restroom. Didn't get out to to get food. He just laid in the back across the back seat the entire time. Um, didn't even sit up until I think we reached Connecticut before he sat up. And he was like, all right, I have to finally attempt to sit up for the first time. Because he had started off the day, we thought he was going to be okay. And then when we went to go get uh, Tim Hortons, which is another thing we got to talk about. When he was the still drunk face of the right, yes. right, right. He, he took some, some ibuprofen and instantly uh, had to get the ibuprofen out of his body, along with everything else that he had ever had. But the funny thing is we hadn't eaten since 1 p.m. the next the day before, which is probably Nick's downfall, ultimately. But the last things we ate were those chicken wings and the, and the beef on weck. And so then we went to Tim Hortons, which Nick did not get anything of. And I will say Tim Hortons, by the way, that's a good that's a good spot. There should be strong more Tim Strong disagree. I, listen, I used to be a strong disagree too. And then I had it, you know, two weeks ago. Hungover. And, <laughs> and it was fantastic. Um, they make the food, This, or at least this Tim Hortons, was making the food fresh as you ordered it. And the coffee was better than Dunkin'. Um, I think I think Tim Hortons needs that's, to... That's not saying much. No, but... I'm listen, a strong <laughs> Dunkin' hater. I think that's known on the podcast. Right, yeah. but you have you have all those, like, beer... Or not beer. You have all those, like, coffee huts around you that we don't have. So, personally, I'd like the coffee huts to spread across the country. But, if not, Tim Hortons is a you know, pretty good pretty good thing to, to, to replace Duncan. If Tim Hortons bought Duncan tomorrow, I would not be upset. Well, Tim Hortons That's was a- run out of Connecticut, like, 15 years ago. I know. It's upsetting. They should come back. <laughs> but they're Canadian, so they're too nice. Yeah. That's why Duncan took them all over. They're from all right, Well, unfortunately, don't we don't have enough time to hear about uh, how the Metallica show was, so let's get into those beer <laughs> Well, I'll, say, I'll just say Metallica was great as usual. Uh, Greta Van Fleet sounded great. Um, you know, the guy doesn't know how to control the crowd, so I wish he just would learn that skill a little bit more. Um, and Metallica was great, except for in the first time ever in seeing them in six shows, or five shows, whatever, five or six shows, they played a song off of, off of um, St. Anger. Really? Yeah, and uh, was it Saint cr- Anger? No, no, it oh. was a song I'd never heard of, of <laughs> never heard of, and it was weird because it, it, the crowd was not feeling it, and right. they let them know. I, like I've never heard Metallica get like some booze before, but them playing the song, you know, before before the song played, they got booed, and then after the song was done, they got booed. So that's the first time I've seen that. <laughs> And I love to make how they it work. I guess. Golly. Well, they acknowledge it with James. He goes up there and he says, "You know, show of hands, thumbs up if you like saying anger, thumbs down if you if you don't like saying anger." And the entire crowd gave thumbs down and booed. Well, yeah, he kind of set himself up for it. Then he just so. played the song. They would have been like, "I never heard this song before. It's pretty catchy." But you know, prepping them to not like it. You know, right, I mean, right. They're all drunk. They don't know. <laughs> oh, but Lord. no, glad you had a good time, Buffalo. Um, but anyway, this is episode 200. Mm-hmm. We have something special for you guys. We reached out to some of our uh, most time-honored reoccurring guests that we've had on the show. Some of the friends we've made along the way for Drinking Alone with Friends. And ask them to join us in reviewing their oldest beer in the fridge. As we know, we do that every 50th episode here on Drinking Alone with Friends. And um, we've just been... Hanging out to these beers for an extra 50 weeks from the last time we talked about this. <laughs> um, so let's let's dive into beer reviews here. Um, Ted, why don't you want to lead it off? Sure, I'll, I'll kick it off. So for my oldest beer, I was searching Hang on, hang on. What time is it first before we get started? 
Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's been a few episodes. It's been a few episodes. It's been a little bit. We got to get back in the swing of things. It's beer 30, and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Because it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Well, that did feel right. It did. <laughs> We're back, baby. Soundboard's back. So I was looking through my beer closet today, looking for my oldest beer. Um, and there are some that don't have any dates on them. So those I, I had to put in a separate pile of they might be old or they might be newer. Um, but there was one that I had that had a date on it. And out of all the beers that are in that beer closet, and by the way, don't tell my wife to look in the beer closet because <laughs> she might not be. I don't think she knows. I think she knows the beer closet exists, but I don't think she's like gone in there recently and like seen how much beer is in the beer closet. Um, Sounds like what you're saying is we need to start counting ep- podcast episodes by 50s from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She might be happier that way. Oh. Todd's got like all his toilet paper and stuff, like a big wall, but then you put in a little code, it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so there was a beer in there that had a date on it, and I figured I'd bring it to the podcast. It's, it's an interesting beer because I've had beers by this brewery before. I've had beers from this series before. I've never had this beer, and the last I heard about this beer is that it potentially is garbage. Um, All right. I think that's going to be a common theme with some of these episodes of <laughs> beers. So, so the beer I have is a 2016 okay. Bourbon County Barley Wine. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Now, you're a big Bourbon County fan. I think you've had them on the show more than any of the rest of us, for sure. Yes, for sure. I think every year I bring the normal Bourbon County stout on. Um, you know, shortly after I get it, the Friday after Thanksgiving. Um, I this is the first I can honestly say this is the first ever Bourbon County beer I've ever I ever bought. Um, it was the first time I had ever heard of this series and it was the only beer at the time that I could find in Connecticut. Now I can find them a lot be- a lot more whether it's because it's more prevalent or it's just I know how to find beer now. Who knows? I'm more and skilled that was before f- they sold out, too. This was this was when they sold out. This was yes. This is the last year when they were independent from Anheuser Busch, and so they had a lot less production capabilities. Um, which is why I think this is the one that I've heard that always sucks because it is not pasteurized. Um, so we're gonna try this. It does say that you can age them up to five years. I'm, I'm approaching six. So Oof. so we're gonna. That's time. We're gonna try time. this. Yes, it was it was bottled on October nineteenth. Uh, 2016. It weighs in at the time of 13.6% ABV and it is an English plate size bottle. Nice. My goal number one is that this doesn't explode when I open it. I think I have one of these in my my stash as well. When I was going through, I believe I have this exact one. I think I got it at Lisbon Liquor Wine and Spirits or whatever the hell it's called. Lisbon Packy. Lisbon Packy, yeah. I mean, it would make sense because that would be about the time you were getting into beer too. So, yeah, and I, you know, I probably, I probably texted you and was like, hey, have you heard of this before? Or you texted me and were like, hey, <laughs> have you heard of this before? So it didn't so explode. It did not explode. Um, it, it still has bubbles. It's still carbonated. Okay, that's good. <laughs> right where we should be in the carbonation spectrum. Correct. Um, no head. The head pretty much dissipated, but that's, that's in my experience a common theme with bourbon counties in general. The head doesn't really stick around. Um, the light test shows me that it is dark as night. 
uh, completely, yep. you can't see through it, you're going to die by the car. Blindsided. On the nose, it smells like a barley wine. It smells a little Coca-Cola-y um, and a little banana-y. I'm curious to know if this is going to taste like that Coca-Cola Bourbon County stout that I had, you know, about 15 episodes back now. Right. Uh, let's, you know, I've got nothing else to do. I've put off, I've put off trying it this long. Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! It's not! Beer is good! Beer is good! Beer is good! I don't like it. <laughs> um, it's quite the face. So, this is a weird one. Um, so I'm not the, I've, I've grown to like Belgians, but still am not the biggest of Belgian fans. I think that there are certain Belgians out there that are really good. The one from Labyrinth, um, Left Hand Path is delicious. Uh, some of the, the Chimay beers are incredible. This, this is not one of them. This will never be (laughs) misconstrued for one of them. Um, the, the barley wine and the bourbon barrel mixed together to taste incredibly weird. It does taste awfully similar to my memory of the, the the cola stout from this past year. It's got that weird, you know, banana, vanilla, cinnamon type flavor that the that the coke that the coke beer had, um, or Pepsi beer or whatever you want to call it. But it, then it also has that bourbon flavor that burns and doesn't it doesn't fit well. Um, the the two the two styles don't blend. I can't believe I have to taste more of this. <laughs> it's kind of cookie-ish as well. Like, the, I think the bourbon... I think the, the beer aged in the bourbon barrels, for some reason, I always get cookie with, with Bourbon County beers. For that, Just something that comes across in their beers to me. And this is, this is no different. It's just funky because it's cookie and then it's banana. And... It's not like the. It's not like a banana cookie. It's literally cookie flavor, and then it's like the Belgian like mushy banana flavor, and then bourbon, mm. and it burns all the way down. Um, you know, thirteen point some odd percent, thirteen point six percent when it was bottled. I can only imagine that it's probably a little bit more because this is before they got bottled or before they got bought. So these were not pasteurized. Um, so this has just been cooking away for six years. You know, I think for the for the style, it's probably okay, but it's not for me. It's not it's not a me beer. Um, I'm gonna give it a three two five. Wow. Okay. It's, yeah, that's sad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's it's not you know. it's not. I mean, I'll finish it. It's not a drain pour, <laughs> but it's it is not. This is this, there's a reason this sat in my closet for six years. Yeah. Right. Well, I was gonna say on the plus side, you don't have to wait another fifty weeks to drink it. Right. That is true. <laughs> That is true. I think I think I might have to join the train of doing it every twenty five episodes just to clean out my my closet. Um, listen, I, I I'd be good for a year. That's... Every even numbered podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of check ins to this beer too. Like oh, lot. I'm sure this might be one of the this might be one of the last bottles. Yeah, maybe you might be the last one until I do it in fifty episodes. Um, twenty two thousand nine hundred and two check ins. Fantastic. I wonder what the most recent one is outside of you. Let's find out. Someone had one literally yesterday. Oh, so maybe not the uh, last one. Another in the one two days ago. So people are I mean, starting to crack into them, I guess. If you go and look up Good Morning from Treehouse, people check in that periodically to this day. Like they still have crowlers and or they still have growlers of it. <laughs> oh, but this is weird because I I know that this was not a well received beer at the time. It was a well-known thing, 
but it's still Bourbon County. Um, I have no idea. I don't want to. I don't want to throw it in the threes because it, right, it's a Bourbon passes. County beer. I'm just gonna guess. I'm gonna guess a 4.01. I just feel like that's just good middle middle of the pack. I'm probably way off. You are way off. Um, it is a 4.45. Jesus Christ! No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, nope. yeah. no. I'm telling Extremely. you that Untapped is wrong. Extremely high. Extremely high. So. Well, the good news is, Todd, you're on the board. Right. That's, that's the benefit the of going first. first. <laughs> the bad news is our co-host can see, our listeners cannot, is that there is a, a very special three-handled Ooh. trophy of 200 on the there board is. that is going to be awarded to whichever of us and our guests guesses the closest to the average tonight so wow nothing we've ever done before but there's a special trophy <laughs> at least a whiteboard trophy that's going to be awarded um tonight so well, i mean i'm very excited up the game for 200 at this moment i am the podium leader you are you, you are. are that's what i'm saying you get that first that first mover advantage here. it's very demoralizing <laughs> so. that um that i i you know I'm going to have to watch everybody pass me on the way up. <laughs> you don't think you're going to hold on for a point four four? No, no, I don't think <laughs> Who so. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Okay, so I think now now let's turn it over to one of our co-hosts. Uh, let's let's hear from let's hear from Kiwi. We uh, recorded a special clip with Kiwi to uh, to share here. Let's let's dig in. All right, our next guest. For the evening, very special episode of 200 guest Kiwi Kadota. Welcome to the pod. Hi, thanks for having me for your very special episode. I know we haven't had you on the podcast in at least a week. <laughs> at least, maybe, maybe at most a week. It's I don't been know. a long, maybe at most. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Oh. with that amazing, amazing uh, twisting and turning ending to who won. Honestly, I could right. not that that twist the end of the podcast. I don't mean to spoil it if people listen in reverse order, but that was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks for having me. This is this is amazing, and I made sure to get a very special beer for uh, episode two hundred. Congrats, everyone! Thank you. Now we we've started all of these off by asking a very simple question: What's your favorite part of each of the first one hundred and ninety nine episodes? One for each episode, uh, and go. Uh, down power, Don Powerwash. Yep, Thank you. you Thank you. That's it. We're done. Yeah. We're done. Mm-hmm. Keep it in. Uh, changed my we, life. Thank you, you're Chris. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Dishes, dishes will never be the same. No, they'll be clean. They'll never be the same. <laughs> Before Down Powerwash, Kiwi had dirty dishes everywhere. Didn't know what to do with them. Everywhere. It's kind of a curse now because you can never wash your dishes without it anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, no, I, it, it was good. Either that or uh, the time that I had to be reminded three separate times about uh, Chris's handle from uh, <laughs> the, the nerd boobies at Seasight with his Bulbasaur sign. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's great. Great yeah. Bulbasaur sign, though. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> all Chris handles. Uh, they don't call me Mr. Handle for nothing. That's true. <laughs> Some might say we don't call you Mr. Handle at all. Uh, we don't We don't listen to the haters. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right, so what do you bring in? What is this special treat you've promised us for episode 200? Um, I took one uh, that I've been storing for a little bit. It is uh, a very special beer that was given to me by, by someone special. No, not no someone special, but it was a gift. <laughs> by someone, someone who special. isn't special at all. It wasn't, it wasn't from someone special. It was like someone, or, someone from the beer world. Ordinary person. to me in that one. <laughs> 
if you're listening this person, moment. you're not special at all. Yeah, like it was, I was appreciative of their appreciation of me, but it was in a very like amicable way. I have to clarify that. Right. <laughs> Uh, but it's it is um, a, a, a brew from uh, a collaboration with New Belgium and Brooklyn Cura, um, and it's called their Fooder Cura. It's a fooder aged lager with Yamaha Saki Kasu yeast and jasmine pearl tea. Wow! Wow! Very I don't know fancy. what to expect here. It's been sitting in my fridge, and I've been too anxious to open it because I'm like, no, it's not good enough. That's not a, that's not a good enough event for this. You need something special, you know? right? It's, it's yeah, it's I the, need something the, special. The typical fight within your head of when to open an aging beer yes yeah pretty mm -hmm. much so like you know because i was like uh, i don't need to you know so i'm forcing myself this is good it's fine the beer's gonna be okay it, it, this is the right moment you know it was either that or the uh the really nasty like oh. 1992 sam adams we missed um, it. lager i have that's been storing for forever on my shelf and it's like a 30 year old beer we okay. talked about and yes you're like, oh, we did say yeah, the <laughs> oldest beer in your house but mm -hmm. We'll yeah, make an exception. And then it came, yeah, it came to it, and I was like, mm, I, I don't feel like dying next week, <laughs> you know? I don't know if I want to get food poisoning just for episode 200. It does sound special. No, not that special. But I'll open one of my beers I've been saving for a while special. There you go. There you Do go. you like sake? Um, I'm okay with sake. It's not like a normal go-to for me. Uh, so I'm curious to see. I mean, I, I like tea. Okay. I like jasmine tea. That's good. I, I can... So I, I don't know. I really don't know what to expect with this one. I'm assuming this is going to feel champagne-y right. towards, yeah. if I had a guess. Okay. I don't know. I've never had it. So With that rice, wine, yeast? Probably. I think that's that's fair to say. And I'm assuming you're serving this at like, you know, tea temperature, sake temperature. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super hot. I made sure to turn my oven on um, and the cork is like about to explode. <laughs> Yeah, let it cool down before you take a sip. Looks hot in that moment. Yeah, well, I won't lie. I'm honestly the worst at uh, popping bottles. So I'm a little anxious, especially with all my equipment here. Yeah. I'm a little anxious to uh, pop it. But so, you know, just just if you see like the, the screen go black, it's you know what happened. Gotcha. Okay. This is oh my, over here. That oh went my God. so far. <laughs> that shot... I I think I might have put a hole. <laughs> that thing went. Did it really? Like a Your neighbors explode? are calling the police. Uh, it went, I it went pretty far. <laughs> yeah, it was oh my huge. god! Uh, well, it didn't hit my eye and it didn't hit my equipment, so you know what? I'm fine with it. And it didn't explode. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it didn't explode from the the oven temperature. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um. Oh, sorry. I do have some more information on the bottle that I'd love to share. Um. If that's okay. Yeah, Absolutely. that is okay. Um. Okay, so it says, in this collaboration, Brooklyn Kira fermented their Yamaha Saki with, oh boy, Gjergenkran. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> a handmade <laughs> hand traditional Norwegian yeast wreath, which hangs from the ceiling and gathers the brewery's essence over time. Through primary fermentation at New Belgium with this kasu, we're able to harness this unique flora of microorganisms by the way of Brooklyn. So I'm going to say maybe like a little bit of like Brett. Brett, Brett Champagne, I'm going to guess if, if they're saying microorganisms. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I never heard of a Norwegian yeast wreath before. No. Sounds kind of gross. I mean, there's a wreath <laughs> literally on the back, so I don't know. But I do have to tell you, uh, super bubbly. And oh, wow. the color is a very light, light gold, uh, a little cloudy. Right. But uh, like if I put it, put it up, like I can't see y'all through it for sure. Um, 
you hold it up to the light like very almost like more less golden more pale yellow like that that lager yellow that you got um but super 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 bubbly and i can't wait to have it tingle my my mouth stuff whatever those taste buds that's yep. the word we're thinking of here. oh boy nervous it's episode feelers. 200 <laughs> nervous um i do really smell wine off the nose okay and it actually has a pretty decent head still like the i mean it's from the bubblies but it's got a good head yeah i smell like a sweet wine um i'm hoping it's not sweet sweet wine tasting because i don't like sweet wine uh so yeah i'll, I'll go for a sip mm, beer. okay pretty interesting off the bat really sweet very very sweet um but almost like you know when you get one of those lagers that have that malt sweetness mm-hmm. i pick that up and then it kind of gets more of like i know it's not grape but with wine i just feel that grape essence of it um it's got that sweetness to it uh it it it's not too bright and it's not too dull. It's kind of just like, what's the word I'm thinking of here? Umami? Okay. Umami? Yeah, it leaves a really great dry finish. Super great dry finish. Like it, my mouth kind of waters at the end of it. The first one was really sweet with the sip. The second sweet, the second sip is like, yeah, like it just has that nice harmony balance. Like I really don't like too much of sweet things. So I'm, I'm enjoying this. It, it, it is kind of that dry yeasty, um, almost champagne-y, but not champagne-y. I don't want to say Brett. I, I don't know, or Brute. Like, I don't really know what to classify this. Uh, it, it sounds it, it's, very, it's very complex. Yeah. It is good. There's, like, a lot of things going on here because it's the lager base, and I, I don't I don't know if, like, I'm picking up on the tea at huh. all. Like, maybe that's what's, like, throwing me off is, like, a tea in my beer. Like, maybe I can't classify this well. I like that Brett plus uh, Brute plus tea description <laughs> it, it, like i don't know what else to say like i mean my 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 characteristics don't know how to explore because i'm not a huge wine person yeah and i'm not a huge champagne person so i know there's a lot of characteristics there and like i don't know how to best classify this if that, if that you know what i mean well let me ask but you also, this are a, you glad you saved it for episode 200 i'm very glad i saved it for episode 200 i just wish i could share this bottle with y'all that's my because yeah. it's That'd huge be cool yeah that's the toughest part of drinking alone with friends is the drinking alone part yeah I- yeah you know I, I i can't say i don't even know the uh i don't even know the abv on this thing <laughs> So I'm gonna be having this bottle. <laughs> well, I got it. I got it here on Untapped, and it looks like it's a 5.5 ABV. So not bad. Okay. Not uh, won't leave you on the floor. Chuggable. A giant bomber. Chuggable. On to tons. Seems like definitely not chuggable with with those bubbles. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I keep doing some sips. The sake. I can't. I also haven't had a lot of sake. I don't know if I'm really picking up on it. Like you do get that wine characteristic and you do get a champagne characteristic and the head is insane. Like you just, it's just, it, it just keeps building. I see that. It's, it's like super it's light never ending head right there. It's never ending head. Every, every, every person's dream, never ending head here. So, um, yeah, no, it, it's amazing. Like the aeration is just, it, it's very carbonated and I'm very much enjoying it. it the, the, they will say the head is getting like a little frothy at this point with the amount of bubbles that's been happening. Never ending frothy I don't mind head. It. Sorry. Can I add yeah, that Never in? ending frothy head. Yeah. Never ending frothy head. <laughs> yep. Na, na, na. That classic right. song we all know. Yeah. Untapped um, also I mean, says I... um, a floral bouquet of jasmine pear and honeysuckle. I think those are all very mild, hard to distinguish flavors, but any of that coming through? Um, maybe pear, if I had to guess. Maybe that's like me thinking grape, but it's pear. I could there see the honeysuckle go. being that sweetness too. 
Yeah. 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 I didn't see any of those on here. It just says Yamaha Saki Kasu yeast and Jasmine Pearl tea. That's all it says for me. But, you know, I, I could be wrong. And the the label's misleading. No. <laughs> <laughs> no they just have more room on untapped for all the description things. Right. <sighs> like the, uh, uh, oh, wow. How did you even pronounce that, that, that yeast reef? <laughs> oh, dear. Don't, don't make me do it again. Uh, Jurgen Kron. <laughs> Ooh, that's really good. I would not have... Thank you. Anytime a word starts with a G-J and then a letter that we don't have in English, which is an A and an E in one letter. I don't it's know. Norwegian. Yeah. I did my best there. You did, you did better than I would have done, which is why I didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, this, is a, this is a great beer. I don't... I can't... I'm sorry, listeners. I can't classify everything that's happening over here, but I can tell you it's good. Listen, our <laughs> listeners are used to me referring to mangoes as as citrus fruits so we're good we're finally okay, distinguishing cool, cool. between tropical and citrus it took us 197 <laughs> episodes but chris has got to figure it out i'm almost there <laughs> oh lord mm. well you well, are not I the mean... first person to have this beer um mm. you were would not be the first person to check it in on untapped there are 231 other people who've done that okay cool cool, yeah. cool. Okay. Um, so what are you feeling about this beer like on a scale of zero to five bottle caps, let's say. Um, is, is there half bottle caps or quarter cup bottle caps? You can go there, quarter. Chance? Yeah. I can go quarter? Okay, cool. Um, I think I'm going to give this a 425. Okay. I Solid. think it's great. Um, that's a, that's a, that's on my end. I think it's really great. And because uh, I'm not a huge sweet person, but I do actually really enjoy this beer. Um, I, I probably maybe would, would waver to a four or five after I had like half this bottle. For sure. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's really, really good. I, the, the sweetness is a little sweet on my end, but again, like it's, it's, it's delicious and I will finish this whole bottle. So could not complain there. If I had to guess what 231 people with other special friends thought and, and gave them bottles. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. Cause I mean, I don't know anything about Brooklyn Cura. I don't, I don't know that brewery at all. Um, but I have, I'd have to guess it's high. Because I there's Brooklyn no way you... Cura is a sake maker. I bet you that's what it is. Oh. Yeah. Because oh. Untap doesn't have... Normally when they do collaborations, they have them both on the check-in thing. Yeah. They don't have that. So I'm guessing that Brooklyn Cura is the sake people. Hmm. Okay. So I'm curious then. I think it's going to be rated over four. Um, just quick Google. You are correct. Mm-hmm. It is a sake brewery. Okay. So good, good, good uh, detective work there, Obert. Mm. I think it's going to be over four. I want to get this good. I want to get it. I want to get it close. I mean, it is. It. it is like the grand two hundred check mark. You know. Uh huh. I'm just so trash <laughs> at my mark. ratings. I'm so trash at these. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it. I think it's gonna be a four point three seven on Untapped. That's my final answer. Okay. Uh, that's not super close. Uh, 4.03. Okay. So it was over uh, a four. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, I, I wasn't wrong. We'll write, we'll write it on the board. We don't know. We don't have all the 200 <laughs> recordings in yet. But uh, who knows? It might be you who makes the tally. The special, I, I think maybe a special 200 tally trophy awarded somewhere <laughs> on the whiteboard, like a special place of honor. Because we got so many people. So Yeah. It was the most yeah, coveted trophy of all time. It's not happening. <laughs> Let's be real here. It's not happening. But thanks for having me play. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's literally good i don't i don't regret i did say over four i should have i don't know i should have known there's no there's no second brewery to have that like other hype come in there for those because you know those like collaborations and you're like everyone's gonna love these yeah i should have just like okay yeah there's no there's because like sake people don't use untapped do you think there's an untapped for sake people i hope so uh we've discussed untapped for candy that should exist there's untapped <laughs> yeah. for sake yeah maybe yeah uh, it's I don't called know. Me. Sorry. There we okay. go. My bad. Well, yeah. We had Unwrapped for Candy, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Sakatumi's, I think it's a <laughs> work of progress. <laughs> Not, as Not as nearly as clever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for playing, Kiwi. Um, thanks for joining us on this episode 200 Spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Congrats again. It's a huge milestone. I, I feel like this is the first podcast I ever reached 200 episodes. You know, this is fun crazy. fact, you are correct. You were the only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, congrats, guys. No one else yeah. has ever done it. And uh, if you do ever decide to drink the uh, beer older than, than us, you have to do it, record it, so we could at least play it posthumously for 250 if it kills you. yeah <laughs> that, that'd be like a post-mortem thing right. and like it'd be like one of those in memoriam of kiwi's honor <laughs> exactly and like, you gotta play it you gotta play a... like that like music though and like a really bad picture of me black and white yes uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah and you gotta like you gotta do the classic words of like she was so happy everyone loved her everyone got along with her we don't know what happened you know like those classic words yeah, I and think that's what we building do end. our transition from beer reviews to true crime podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we move, we yeah. move in that direction. Yeah, just uh, just avenge me, but for for uh, Mr. Adams for for taking me out. It would yeah. be Mr. Adams <laughs> yeah. that did it. Yep. Travel back in time and kill that president. That's obviously how that. I'm going to get flagged by the FBI for saying that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> right. Thanks, Kiwi. The music will play once Kiwi drinks that Sam Adams beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dethroning Tud right. for that coveted right. trophy. Short-lived. Short-lived, Tud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but okay, I think I'm going to go and jump in here with the next beer review. Um, I may have the oldest slash newest beer of the evening. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Todd's smiling because he knows what I'm talking about because we were together in Asheville when I bought this beer specifically for episode 200. I was, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I purposely didn't buy this beer because I also didn't want to have to bring it to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And also you were worried about shipping at home too was part of the problem. Oh, I shipped a bottle home. I shipped two bottles home. I shipped a bottle of, we'll, we'll get into it. Okay. So the beer I have tonight, uh, bought in Asheville when we were just together recently from Wicked's Weed, Wicked Weeds Funkatorium. Mm, nice. And this is their Red Angel. Uh, it's barrel-aged American sour ale with raspberries, bottled 227.15. Oh, wow. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bought the new version of this beer. And, sh- and shipped it home to myself. Um, I didn't want to buy the old one because... I didn't want to have to have the same beer as Obert on this podcast, but I do have Makes the two, I do have the 2022 version of it. And like you said, you have enough old beers to to clear out, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let me jump in here. Just crack this sucker open. Oh, I'm so jealous of this beer. Uh, like all the angels that we had there are, we're just they're all they're all so freaking good. Also, good. I mean the the white angel is still one of my favorite beers, and then. 
I had this one. We had. The, I think we all had this one, the new one at the brewery. I believe so. I think it was in one of the I flights. Think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little warm. Ted told me to take it out of the beginning of the podcast before we got into uh, the discussion on wing flavors. <laughs> so should have known. I should have known better. But let's give it a pour. Super carbonated, just like you'd expect a sour to be. Very fizzy. High fizz factor here. Take a look at that beer. Doesn't come across the webcam super well. It, uh, IRL though, it has a slight like golden cherry type hue, somewhere between like a caramel and a caramel apple. <laughs> it's reddish golden. On the nose, it just smells really sour. It doesn't really smell like anything. Like, well, now that once the carbonation is fizzing a little bit off more, I get more of the raspberry aroma. Mm. Yeah, it smells like. It's going to be delicious. I, I got the pucker going. I got the saliva glands already. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this already, but it is 7% ABV. So not crazy. And it's also like a 500 milliliter bottle, half liter bottle. So here we go. Cheers, guys. 200 episodes. Cheers. Cheers. Red Solo Cup. You're not just a cup. No, no, no. God, no. You're my, you're friend? my friend. 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 Yeah. friend. Lifelong. Thank you for being my friend. Wow, this is this is really good. It's um, I don't know if it was made better by the fact that it was aged seven years necessarily, but um, it tastes a lot boozier than seven percent. I would say um, for our patrons or those of you who become patrons, you can hear all about Chris's reviewing of the Sam Adams Utopias, mm. that um, very boozy drink, mm-hmm. and this is giving me similar brandy-ish vibes, uh, except you know. Super carbonated and stuff. Not at all like a brandy, but right, giving you brandyish vibes, but not not a single bit of brandy. Either. Yeah, not a single bit of brandy except for like the flavory, the flavory parts. Not you know the mouth feel at all. But oh yeah, like golden raisin. I definitely get some of that, and that's another flavor I think we talked about in the pregame. Just just a little boozy, a little boozy. Tart cherry, for sure. Uh, that tart raspberry, 100%. Let's see what the bottle has to say. Um, aged in red wine barrels. Okay, I get that. I get that, for sure. Uh, blended with 1.5 pounds per gallon of raspberries. Nine months on oak. Another pound per gallon of raspberries is blended in stainless steel tanks for two months. Um, and then they bottle it. So, I mean, it's even older than the... They started this beer way back in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> But I really wish I had a fresh one side by side to see what the aging process really lends to this beer. I wonder I wonder how it varies year from year anyway, because, you know, with sours like this and like, I don't know if they have it down. They might because of how big they are. But like, I wonder if they have it down to that kind of science where they can produce the same beer year after year or not, you know? Well, I mean, I'm sure they're probably using right. the same yeast strain in the beer. So, so even then, it's, it's their like house yeast. So it's probably adjusting every single year anyways right just given the fact that it's you know the year is a, or the yeast is another year older they've got a mother yeast that they use mm-hmm. oh. yeah the uh the only downside is i can definitely tell this beer is going to give me heartburn mm. <laughs> but that's a even still that's a thing that they don't tell you about age is that heartburn becomes becomes just a thing all, all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> heart is always burning that's a new thing that's happened started happening to me in the past couple of months is that like consistent heartburn now occurs where i'm like um, I'm dying. Like, it burns. <laughs> oh, Lord. I've had heartburn for years. Years. Uh, oh, no. I just got it. Tums is what? now my oh, new friend. 
Tums? Oh yeah. no, I, I'm on I'm on the hard <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Tum Chris is like, welcome to the heartburn journey. Tum, yeah, Tums are like Tums are like Smarties to me now, <laughs> in, which, in which they give me heartburn. <laughs> so wait, you get heartburn from yeah. Tums, the anti-heartburn medication? Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens when you get as far as me. Damn. <laughs> welcome. Oh Lord! All right. Well, I'm excited to s- just slowly sip on this beer and enjoy it while we uh, go through this episode 200 spectacular, um, phenomenal sour. I think while I do think Funkatorium is amazing, um, I think after going to Area Two, so I went to Funkatorium first, and then I went to Area Two, which is Two Roads Sour Brewery. Uh-huh. I think they do kind of the same stuff. I think while I think Funkatorium blew my mind the first time I went there, second time I was like. Okay, this is familiar, and this is definitely, yeah, like an amazing beer. Um, you know, I don't remember what I paid for this bottle. They they charge a markup because it was sitting on the shelf for five years. But right. uh, um, I don't again. I don't know if it's worth it, the aging, but I'm still enjoying it for sure. It's still earning a four and a half from me. Nice. Uh, just just a phenomenal beer. And um, how many check-ins we got here? I think I. I Almost had a number before we even before I even cracked this open. Yeah, so there are uh, nine thousand nine hundred and sixty-seven check-ins. One of which mm. is somebody on this podcast. The twenty fifteen variant. Oh, you know what? That's a probably should have typed in twenty fifteen, huh? No worries. Three hundred and sixty-nine. Nice three sixty-nine. Okay, that uh, definitely drastically lowers my chance. I think of getting on the leaderboard, but I don't know. I still think it's going to be really high. Um, I'm guessing four three eight. So you are the new leader of the clubhouse, but you you've still left a okay. a good chunk available because the 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 check in is four two six. Oh wow! Okay. No, okay. So, sorry. Point one two. Sorry, I'm half blind. Four two five. Okay. Point one three on the board. On the board, but you know, with all these old beers though, and drinking them so late, like it's so hard because of the way the beers change and stuff. I know we talk about it, but. <sighs> Over. I can't let you have that trophy. I just can't. can't do well, it. we still got a couple guests to get <laughs> through, too. That's true. That's true. I don't even know what the guests scored yet. I can't let them yeah. have the trophy either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's dive into uh, our next guest. Why don't we, we queue up? Uh, who, who do you got for us, Ted? Um, let's go to my, my Buffalo counterpart, Dan, and have him give us his review. The Buffalo connection. We went, we went, we went Kiwi, now we're doing... Dan, obviously. Yep. We're getting farther and farther away from, from Buffalo with each with with each, each review. As a matter of fact, I like beer. So this is Tud, we're here with Dan. Um Dan has been a co host on what, two episodes? I think two episodes. Two episodes. So for episode two hundred, Dan has decided to join us with his oldest beer from his house. And Dan, what are you what are you drinking? So, I am drinking the DeFi Brewers Alliance Reflections IPA. So, this is, it's not actually an old beer per se, it's created this year, but it was the oldest beer in my fridge, and you can see it has dents all over the can. Yeah, it so looks... it's been around the block a little bit. It looks like you threw it down a flight of stairs and then decided <laughs> to bring it here and claim that it was your oldest beer. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I'm going to be on the pod again, so I might as well hang on to this beer for as long as it takes to get it onto the pod. So, um, on the bottom, does it say when it was canned? Um, let's see. It doesn't appear to say that. Do you know when you bought it? Um, it was given to me, actually, as a sample. All right. Um, I want to say four or five months ago. 
Okay. So it's August. So we're looking at like March. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. So, and it was it was canned and brewed by Black Hog in Oxford, Connecticut. Okay. So what is DeFi Brewing, and what makes I've never heard of this. And why are they a Brewers Alliance? So, from my understanding, this is uh, a friend of mine who's a avid home brewer and crypto enthusiast. Had other friends who were home brewers and crypto enthusiasts. Okay, as as so. Basically, a.k.a. a hipster. <laughs> a.k.a. hipsters, a group of hipsters. Um, they kind of got together and decided to create their own crypto token and use it to kind of create an alliance of brewers. And I might butcher this, but the the short of it is basically breweries around the country, around the world, can brew beers and share them or swap them. And in turn, there's a crypto token behind all of this that has rewards associated with it and potentially value associated with it if the if this whole thing takes off. But uh, this Reflections IPA is their first beer, kind of like the proof of concept from a beer standpoint. And as we speak at the moment, the crypto side of it's not even up and running yet. Um, they do have a website. You can check them out at DeFiBrewersAlliance.com. So, so let me just understand this. So it basically, each each beer, each recipe is, for all intents and purposes, an NFT. And then from there, you can, you know, the person who, the brewer who makes the beer owns the NFT, but they're they're willing to share said NFT that contains the recipe to everybody else. I'm gonna say maybe. <laughs> I, okay. I don't. I don't really understand precisely how it works. Well, it's like owning like um, a LeBron James like picture online. Like I can look at the picture, even though you may own it. Yeah. But, like I can look at it and I can admire it from my computer as well. But technically, you could you you own the the value property to it. Yeah, because I think you can. I I think their goal is like you can go to a brewery and they have all their beers like they normally do now, but then they have like their one beer that's their DeFi Brewers Alliance beer. And then if you order that beer, something has to do with like the crypto side of things and earning tokens and earning rewards with those tokens and people can buy the tokens and use them for something. I'm not sure that's all flushed out yet, but I know that they focused on getting getting the beer done first because... The whole thing is backed on well, beer anyway. The so. most important part is of anything is the beer. It, it all comes full circle. Back to the beer. Okay. Yeah. So this is interesting. So this is, I'm going to say this is, A, the first potential million dollar beer of the pod, but Ooh. also the first NFT beer of the pod, and the first crypto beer of the pod, and the first beer by this brewery on the pod. And the, the homepage on their website basically just says, Welcome to DeFi Brewers Alliance, uniting beer drinkers and cryptocurrency investors under one roof. So that sums it up right there. All right. So let's let's see what this what this thing looks like. So the can is kind of blue. So it's blue. It's got kind of like a what would look like a token. There's a D with like the dollar sign through it, almost like the Bitcoin B, but a D. Um, kind of a modern looking can. It's got some QR codes on there. Probably goes to their website. It's Reflections IPA. It's a hazy IPA, uh, 6.2%. Let's give this guy an open. Well, it sounded good when it cracked. Mm, yeah. Chris, tell your lawyers to stand down. <laughs> so it smells, smells very good. It smells Throwback. flowery or fruity. Wait, you got to pour it in the glass. Oh. For those of you at home, he was attempting to drink the beer. My bad. Without pouring the It's been so long, I forget how this works. Oh, look at that. It is for sure hazy. Now, I definitely like this because... 
hazy IPAs are my go-to. New England hazy IPAs are my go-to. So I'm glad that this is one of those. So what's interesting, while you're doing this, I'm looking at the can and I scanned one of the QR codes. And it says you can buy a DBAT token here. And so if you click on that, you can actually go to the website and attempt to buy one of their one of their tokens from defybrewersalliance.com and buy it on Coinbase eventually when it's available. Yeah, I'm a member of their Facebook group. And as of like a couple weeks ago, um, the, the token was not up and running yet. But I know... It's in development, and they're working on getting that going. Hmm. So it smells nice and fruity and good. Hmm. Head's almost gone already. So I definitely, hmm, I like that beer. It is um, it's definitely lighter for an IPA, I think. It's uh, got good flavor, but it is, mm, I would say maybe like a more drinkable counterweight. Headway. Like I, a headway? Like a headway, yeah. Like a more, I mean, I love headway. This is very drinkable, but it's definitely lighter than that, but I'm kind of in the same ballpark flavor profile-wise. Okay, so, you know, your standard run-of-the-mill, but solid drinking New England IPA. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could drink one or two of those, no problem. Um, yeah, it, it tastes, I would say it tastes fruity more than anything. Here, if you um, want. Not very bitter. We've got a whole bunch of oh, man. flavor profiles Look at here. all of these God flavor profiles. <laughs> Mike is all about his flavor profile. You know, and, and I'm one of those beer drinkers that I don't really think all that much about what I'm tasting. I just kind of like think of the totality of it. I know you are really good at dialing in all those different notes that you get. Um, but uh, it definitely a, a kind of like fruity, citrusy on the front and then like a really mild call it clean finish um not not too overpowering but definitely citrus is kind of like what what comes forward and um yeah not very bitter either i don't know what what is a contributing factor between bitterness or sweetness in a beer because i'm not getting much bitterness at all and usually you do with with i mean it'd be ibus uh, is the you know is like the level of bitterness so the higher the ibu the more bitter the beer okay Um, you know i could tell you from untapped i don't know if it tells you how much this beer has for IBUs, but let's let's take a gander and find out. Okay, so I cheated, and on their website, I looked it up. It has Mosaic Hops and, okay, you're going to have to help me with that one, Azaka? Azaka. Azaka and Mosaic Hops. So, yeah, definitely from drinking past Mosaic Hopped beers. It's Is that most common in the New, New England style, I what? feel like, Mosaic? Mosaic's a really popular one, you know, probably second or third to you know citra being the most popular and then it's probably either galaxy or mosaic as number two probably mosaic followed by galaxy as being the top three most popular new england style ipa tops hmm. i have to admit i've never seen that word as aka before is it's that... a it's a it's not uncommon but it's mm-hmm. not super common you is there any like a reason why you feel they might have chosen that or is that like a hey Do... we don't see this often so let's Give it a shot. Yeah, kind of. See how it works. I can tell you that I'm the, you know, I'm smelling the can. It smells like, you know, it smells like a mosaic hop. So okay. maybe just the Azaka was just something to just to add. I don't, I couldn't tell you the flavor profile of that hop, but maybe it adds a little something that makes it slightly different than like a Headway or a, a Sea Hag. Mm. Yeah, maybe some, man, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing at some of these flavor, flavor profiles. Fresh cut grass. That is something I might not want in my beer, but um, how about how about that one? Horse blankets? Yeah. What does that even mean? Horse like blankets? Like you ever like like a horse blanket? Like it's kind of like musty and like 
funky. Oh man, that's you really have to think real hard to get that smell. Yeah, definitely lemony, citrusy, maybe maybe more on the orange side, but definitely like that is a it's a very bright, clean, overall like that's a good tasting beer. I'm like for the first they've ever done, I feel like they did a pretty good job there. I feel like it's flavorful enough to keep like expert beer drinkers like yourself happy and someone for like myself that, you know, might have one or two IPAs at dinner. Like, yeah, that beer tastes good and I'm happy to buy one, buy a four pack next time I see it. And I know they are just starting to get into um, some bars and some liquor stores around. Yeah, I have not like seen the, them yet. So um, like the central southern Connecticut area is where they're just starting to get into some bars and stuff like that. Uh, the, the person that I know specifically involved in this is from Milford or Orange, Connecticut. So, OK, yeah, in and around that area. So if you had to rate this beer... What would you give it? Hmm. So I'm going to have to say some of my favorite like New England style IPAs, I would maybe rate like a four and a half. Um, like I'm thinking of like the Counterweight again, Headway, thinking of maybe like Focal Banger from The Alchemist. This is probably a solid 375 Okay. compared to that. Um, yeah, like middle of the road, but above average. Okay. I would say I'm very happy with it. And I'd if I bought this off the shelf and had no idea what I was buying, I'd be happy I bought it. That's good. Yeah. So, you know, on Untapped, obviously, as you said, it's it's not a widely available beer yet. So it only has 48 chickens. Okay. Not It's not like zero. No, it's, it's definitely not zero. It's enough to have a an Untapped rating. Could that be the lowest amount of check-ins on the pod so far? I think we've had some that were in like... I think we had one that was like had didn't have enough to be to have an actual like untapped rating. Oh, okay. And we had to to calculate the the average on our, our own. Okay. So I'm going to here are you asking me to guess? I am asking you to guess. All right. So I'm going to say that the vast majority of those check-ins are probably close friends or family of the individuals involved in this project. So I'm going to skew this a little higher and I'm going to say 4.3. So you're 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 off, but it is over a 4. Okay. So it is a 4.07. Okay. Yeah. So, huh. you know, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.23 off. Yeah. But, you know, that's still, you know, less than a quarter. That's a really high rating for a beer that only has, you know, 48 check-ins that people never heard of before. As you said, though, it's probably people that know the brewer. Yeah. Um, You know, probably gave it a, maybe possibly a little bit generous of a rating. So we'll see. We'll see what happens once it gets to like, you know, 100 check-ins, 200, 300. A thousand and see if it kind of sticks there yeah you got to get that random sample right right not the like because you know i i got this from my friend as just like hey here's our first batch give it a shot tell us what you think um and i know that a lot of their probably first check-ins were similar um, do you mind if i take a sip no absolutely not go for it i'm always so, interested to see what you get and i don't No, so you are right it kind of finishes similar to like a headway it does very much taste like a black hog style beer it's got that you know you could tell it was brewed there it's got the same water quality it's got that same black hog type aftertaste to it that i just associate with that brewery definitely missing the citra from like a headway hmm. so it's not as it's not as you know citrus forward it is a little a little bit more tropical forward a little bit more mango than it hmm. is say like an orange or a pineapple um good beer though i'd probably I'd probably give it a 3752 I, I would be in agreement with you all right very good yeah yeah, I think that's actually what I like the most about. Sorry, this is kind of like talking about headway a lot. But that's why I like it so much is because it is so forward, but then finishes so nicely. Yeah, and this finish you know, is like, very similar to that. Yeah, where it's, it's it kind of just finishes like a beer. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, you 
takes you on a nice little ride, but then it's nice and smooth finish. So yeah, I'm looking forward to see what they come up with next. I, I've I've tried some of my friends' homebrews that you know most homebrews you know they're always throwing in some like wild stuff in there. Um, and I want to say he used like some hot peppers to make a spicy beer and. It was a spicy beer, let's put it that way. So I've tasted some of his homebrews. I'm interested to see where they go next and interested to see how this whole like crypto thing, because I'm a, you know, crypto somewhat enthusiast myself. I'd be really curious to see how that whole concept evolves and becomes a thing. Yeah, I mean, I'll keep an eye out. I, I kind of want to see what this, the whole token thing goes. I just wonder if you if you buy one of these D-Bats, do I get the recipe? That's kind of, that's kind of my thought is, will they tell me what it is? Um, yeah, I know they have the mechanism in place to become a partnering brewer, but I feel like that process is separate from the token. I know the token is like anyone can buy the token and benefit from owning the token. What those benefits are, I'm not sure, but producing one of the alliance's recipes has like an application process and, you know, of course, that's like all kind of part of this plan or business plan or whatever. But um, yeah, they know more about it than I do. So uh, hey, maybe one of these days I'll I'll have to invite uh, my buddy to come on the pod as well. Yeah, we'd love to have him. Excellent. Well, Dan, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me again. And um, like that, make like a ninja and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> only only Dan could come on episode two hundred and turn our beer review podcast into a crypto discussion. <laughs> that is true. A beer NFT, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't yeah. I don't really understand it still. Um I've done some more research and I still don't get it. So I'm just gonna wait till it like develops into something. You know, hold off. Ted's <laughs> don't uh, buy. Ted says buy on the news, sell on the rumor. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, before we hear Chris's peer review, I think this is a good spot to end part one of uh, our episode two hundred spectacular. We'll be uh, we'll be in your feed Cliffy. part two. Yeah, yeah, there we go. (laughs) We'll be in your feed with uh, part two soon. Cheers. Cheers.